Welcome back to the Trees and Nylon podcast. I'm your host, Trees and Nylon. You can call me Trees. And I'm joined today by Tokyo's favorite white boy and everyone's favorite editor. Sorry, Ali. It is Mr. Adrian Bianco of Sabukaru of Mr. Bianco on Instagram. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm excited <laughs> and I'm here for you. Yes. And before we jump into everything, I've already mentioned him once, but uh, shout out to Ali for connecting us. Sugar Daddy Ali has come through once again with the connection. So all the best for him. Um, great guy. Great guy. Go check out Technically Professionals, the podcast. Not you, Adrian, because you just don't, you don't listen to any podcast, but everyone else go listen to Technically <laughs> Professionals with me and Ali. Um, so yeah, Adrian, since I guess I'll explain it to you and everyone knows who might not have listened before. This is the Trees and Nylon podcast, where we talk about trees, which is the outdoors, and nylon, which is clothing, um, going through a past, present, and future progression with both of those topics. So the question at the start of the episode, one of many, is would you like to start with trees or nylon? Mm, that's a good one. Um, let's start with, um, you decide, you decide. I'm, I'm completely Me? following your, 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 your ways, yes. I decide. I guess we'll start with nylon because not a lot of people start with nylon. Cool. Yeah. So I know you are a glorified fit God. I've seen your posts. I was scrolling through looking for the, the picture when I was making the announcement. You've got some pretty wild fits on there. Mostly black, I see. Lots of technical mm -hmm. clothing. How did you get started in um, this whole getting dressed thing? I mean, it's funny that you say that because um, I feel like it's 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 it got very raw rare that I am uh, uploading some of my outfits because I feel like I dress the same every day. I dress mm -hmm. black every day, and um, I kind of even though if I change my different pieces, I still feel like people be like, "Okay, that's Bianco in his black outfit." Um, but how did it all started? Um, very cringe, very very cringe um, from a retro perspective. Um, I used to um, I used to jump into fashion via um, sneaker business. Um, I started to collect. That was maybe ten, maybe twelve years ago. It could be less, could mm -hmm. be more. Started working in a um, sneaker store, and this whole culture about taking what's on my feet pictures with your with your camera and shit. Um, I did a lot of that. I had a Tumblr. I uploaded endless of um, of what's on my feet pictures. I I think I delete them all from the internet. I hope at least because I really don't want to look back at them. And then, you know, like I was, I could see how like the streetwear scene in the West started with sneakers and slowly got into outfits, right? Mm -hmm. um, slowly got into jackets. So I, I had a huge Stone Island collection as well. Um, mm. CC comp, uh, CP Company, Massimo Osti. Um, like I got really into that kind of casual clobber um, scene that also then became more mainstream and also uploaded a shitload of images of me wearing that stuff. Um, then the whole techwear thing started. I would say the same. I was part of that as well. Um, I wasn't a techwear ninja. That was the first time where I kind of be like, let's take it slow. I have enough of just up uploading outfits and kind of through my work went more into the, the back end of fashion and worked in marketing. And um, mm. I think functional closing was the one piece of closing everything before was more or less something I really liked and still is part of mm -hmm. my life but 
with functional clothing, I found my 100% way of dressing and um, utility is something I really um, try to have on, in, in every day in my outfits. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's how I somehow, there was maybe 10 <laughs> other stops and got yeah. into the outfits I got now. And um, my, some people, I think some people still look at how I dress, but I feel like I'm an, I feel like I'm, I'm rather like a, a, an outside watcher to the scene and um, people maybe go to our magazine to look um, what's cool, but I don't know if people still look at Mr. Bianco and be <laughs> like, what's he wearing there? But maybe, maybe they exist. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely one of those guys because what, what you were saying rings true of, you know, everything you're being very humble when you say it all looks the same. It's all black, but like, Rick Owens makes black clothes and they don't all look the same, you know? Um, yes. It's definitely, you can see the technical, the technical clothing. It's not the same pair of pants and the same jacket every time you post a fit. Um, there's layers to it. You know, there's yeah, layers yeah. to the fits there. You know, it's silhouette. It's all the pockets that I'm seeing. Sometimes you'll throw in a little splash of color. It's very tasteful. It's not just like uniform dresser, Mark Zuckerberg style, where you wear like a jeans and a gray shirt every day. You know, there's definitely, there's thought going into it, which I like, is that like, you understand it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, um, it's like, if you know, you know, kind of like someone would have to ask you, Oh, what's that? What's that? Like, like chore jacket you're wearing. And then you can give them this speech about the brand and like everything that it stands for and why you're wearing it and all that. And which is, which is very cool. And that's a side of fashion that, you know, kind of looks like, um, or resembles, I should say like archive fashion a little bit, like, yeah. you know, archive Raph, archive Rick, that kind of thing. Um, and there's not a ton of it in this scene, but the people that do do it are very cool. Like basically every pair of like unreleased ASICs that organic lab posts and like, you know, curation technique when they post stuff like that, I think it's a side of fashion that everyone really likes, but not a lot of people have enough knowledge to get into. So that's, I think honestly, for you. If, if I feel like how I got into, like, I, I feel like to get where I am in terms of how I put my outfit together, <laughs> I had to be that cringe guy at one moment and I had to <laughs> dress maybe another way at that moment, uh -huh. another way. And I feel like, like, usually if I look back at my life, like every one or two years, I looked a little bit different, but I feel like the last five years, I'm pretty much like I'm following the same religion when it comes, let's, if you put it that box. And um, it took some time, but now it's a very organic, natural approach. Um, yeah. I have a few kind of rules that I put onto outfits that I kind of came over the time. One is, for example, I, I try not to have a logo on it, um, mm. except on the sneakers. <laughs> um, I'm covered in logos right but now. That's okay. That's okay. I, I, I've, been, I've been wrapping too much logos um, for way too long time. And I also work in fashion now. And I sometimes be like, why do I pay for a shirt to advertise someone's brand? Like mm -hmm. why they don't pay me to, to wear it. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So, very true. so I try to really not to have a lot of things going on, except the sneakers that can, there can yeah. be some um, um, stuff happening, but yeah, what I wanted to say is I think it takes some time to find your style and mm -hmm. um, except a few very well-dressed, very young people. I think everybody goes through a kind of a few of ups and downs to, to find the right approach and that's yeah. totally fine and follows the mainstream or goes goes in another direction it's it's pretty much an interesting ride everybody should should follow yeah definitely and i think it starts when you find that niche that you do like like for you it's the technical clothing for sure. me it is 
technical clothing, military-esque fits. I'm starting to get really into that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm beginning my like final part of my journey, I think, because I found some like pants and some sweatshirts and some shoes that I really like. And I'm going to build off of that and just we'll see what happens. You know, that's, gonna, that's a year. It would explode if you, if you would go to Tokyo with the military clothing. I have like a... I know. A bag here that I bought, like you can, you, nobody can see it anyway, but they have <laughs> like few few stores that just, I don't know, it's just crazy. They shouldn't exist. They cannot exist. They're so good, but they do exist. The prices are very low. Um, <laughs> there's a few stores actually, like two that are that good that I said the only person I'm going to bring there is Kanye West um, and maybe my my best friends. Wow. Um, but um, they, they, They they keep for a very special occasion because uh -huh. they're just insane. I will bring you there as well if you come to Tokyo. One of us. I you know I missed you last. Time. I was there in 2018 before I knew about any of this. So yeah, when I was in Japan, I went to the Bape Store and the Supreme Store and Undefeated and all those hype beasts. I was in my hype beast phase back then. Obviously, okay. I was getting out of it, but That's I was still in the phase. That's a classic. Yeah. I did the same when I came first time. I did the same, like I bought my first Supreme here and I thought I'm ruling the world. Um, <laughs> and um, I think then I went, but I went pretty fast to the North Standard and bought a lot of Purple Label um, uh, and I brought it back home. It was like, yeah. you know, like Moses bringing down the Ten Commandments from yep. the video guys, I'm having it. <laughs> um, but but I feel that's that's totally fine. Like people should, like the deep stuff in Tokyo, imagine you start with the deep stuff, like, Mm -hmm. How can you top that, right? So it's very nice. Yeah. I always say that Tokyo, the first level of Tokyo, like mainstream ramen stores, Supreme store, <laughs> Shibuya crossing, yeah, and walking at night through it, that's so much fun. Don't skip it just because there might be something better down there. Take your yeah. time for a second time. So go for the, let's all meet at the Supreme store. I'm going to wait for you there. <laughs> awesome, dude. Awesome. I didn't even buy anything. I just went, I also went to the Sakai store because... They were the Nike Sakai, the waffle mm. shoes were coming out and I entered the the raffle there and I didn't win, but I, I walked through the store and it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. One thing, when you were mentioning um, all the stores that sell it, like the military kind of style for cheap, there's a guy I follow on Instagram, L.L.Wood, who his bio says, I like military workwear and Levi's and he is a fit God. L dot L dot would it take something? Mm -hmm. Let me let me L dot L dot Wood. W O O D. Yes. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Instagram kind of changed the, the search bar. Now if you type in names, ah. you almost have to put them in and see him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He is the classic military work where I mean that's you know the fun thing is I see his style, I like his style, and then mm -hmm. you know, like he would be the one guy in a European city pulling these fits mm -hmm. but in tokyo <laughs> they're everywhere yeah, there, there's so many yeah like i appreciate yeah. it so much you you go to a you pass a playground with your bicycle and you see a mom like with a clean black fit and then she wears <laughs> some amex 97s yeah. and you'd be like what the fuck like why is she so <laughs> why is it so clean like the outfits why they're so clean and why is there yeah you know, like if if in in germany people like parents wear sneakers it sometimes has this kind of There's those kind of people who take pictures with the kids with the Jordans on. They have the Jordans on. They do this yeah. Jordan, watch my feet, family picture, and be like, ah, that's a little bit too much. But in, uh -huh. in Tokyo, <laughs> very, it's very clean, subtle, and um, yeah, I love it. There's so many fit yeah. gods yeah. here. Um, yeah. 
respect to everybody around me. Yes, absolutely. Even when I was, I was there with my mom and actually that friend that I mentioned, maybe pre-pod, I can't remember if I talked about them, but uh, my Japanese friend, Kaito, who actually did my logo too, but he, um, we were all walking around and my mom was saying like, wow, everyone here just dresses so nice. My mom who knows like very little about streetwear or anything like that. Just kind of what I've told her about when I was reselling Supreme, she's like, everyone here just dresses so nice. And it's just like that basic style is just so pleasing to look at this like baggy, um, like muted color palette kind of aesthetic that is very popular, at least was when I was there. Um, I would assume still is. Yeah. I think what I also love is, um, you know, it rains a lot here. It really mm -hmm. is a city, you know, like people have these memes that people wear these fucking expensive rain jackets in, in Western mm -hmm. cities and, and for what reason, which I don't <laughs> support. I feel like everybody should wear what they want if it rains uh -huh. or not. But here in Tokyo, we have heavy rain. We just had one week of heavy rain. So oh, wow. you go to the train and you see this grandfather with the with the heaviest Arcteryx backpack, the heaviest Arcteryx <laughs> jacket, pants. You know, like he could be straight out of a mood board. And I'm sure if I would uh -huh. take a picture of him and upload it to the internet, he would fly like over <laughs> social media. But yeah. um, he's just literally going to a train having his rain gear on. Mm -hmm. and and has like a kind of tasteful curation selection of what he buys but it's a very normal way to see super well-equipped people in super good um rain or all weather gear it's it's the everyday life that's why the north face here is also so big because the weather simply the weather simply you need to be prepared and you need to have good gear otherwise you end up soaking wet and um, that's not a good thing in your company i guess no definitely not definitely not um wow well that was gushing about Japanese people for Japanese style, we'll say for yeah. a little bit. Uh, let's talk about, I guess we've talked about your past and your present with getting into style. No, we talk about this. What are some brands or what are, I know no shout out to brands that don't want to pay you, but what are some brands that uh, you've been enjoying recently? Oh, it's actually very easy or maybe not. Let's try. Um, so usually if it's try not too hot, I wear, like the last two or three years I was wearing a Bybor or Bybore. Um, I said, I told you that before we recorded, I pronounced things wrong. So everybody mm. listen, just, just be aware. So I, I, listen, I wear a Bybore pants, like maybe the last three years, one year you found a Bybore pants on my, mm. on me. It's just too cozy. Um, there was especially one, the fit was pretty, pretty, pretty perfect. I feel like like a black loose loose cut pants is so hard mm. to find um other than that I've, i had some afix black stuff obviously but it isn't really technical it just looks good um yeah. i got some undercover that's oh. like I, I, I lately i lately mix a little bit of function clothing with 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 kind of sleek black fashion stuff so mm -hmm. i have some undercover and also because we kind of work a little bit no, we no, we don't work with them, but we have good connections to the brand. So I got invited yeah. to the friends and family sales, so I could hit some hit some cool pieces. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to jackets, what I'm wearing, I wear a lot of CCP. Um, mm -hmm. um, they from they used to be East Tokyo, now they're in Ueno. Like um, we did also a very cool editorial for them. You can get them at Aristore and I think at Haven. Super small label that is super unique clothing, and it's just like free middle to old age Japanese people that do wonderful, unique clothing and, and functional clothing. Also not expensive, all made in Japan. Mm -hmm. 
what else? I'm trying to look around my office because because the one thing I'm always wearing, like you can catch me in a long sleeve uniquely t-shirt t- t-shirt probably 99% of the time. That's, oh, me too. That, that's Uniqlo how you uh yeah. long sleeve tee. That's and the, the short sleeve tee. Yeah. Actually, our Sabukaru long sleeves, they're all cut in Sue, but I just sent the Uniqlo U to the to the production. <laughs> to the, to <laughs> to do the, this. And to do this in a thicker, thicker um, fabric. And uh-huh. that's basically all we're doing. Like I'm, I'm openly telling this to everyone, like this is the best cut um, out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I wear? I have this Gore-Tex, you know, like I'm, I'm a simple person. I have this Gore-Tex Com de Gasol Junior Fishtail Parker that I bought like maybe seven years ago at Grail for $150. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still wearing it almost wow. every time it rains. Um, I have a shitload of black functional jackets like funny wise i don't now remember don't remember any name because there's no brand on it right mm-hmm. um so what do i wear <laughs> black jackets black pants yeah black jackets black, black pants. i mean a major shout out definitely is my odd leap waterproof bicycle bag you know like that was funny actually when i moved to japan I brought this immense collection of jackets because I was the, one of these jacket collectors. And as I told mm-hmm. you, I'm from Germany. It rains, but what really is rain in Germany? It's okay. So <laughs> I felt like, oh, I'm prepared. Like, like no matter what rain going to happen in Japan, I will be dry. So I had um, my shadow projects, Don Island. I had a couple of other like super sick jackets and went out in the rain and realized, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm getting wet. Like it doesn't really... It doesn't really do the job because the, the the rain here is crazy, you know, like eight hours of full full throttle on your on your on your on your jacket. So I still was riding the bicycle because I love to ride the bicycle, no matter how much it rains. Mm-hmm. And um, I had my laptop in my in my bag, and I had like an Arcturix bag. I had like another brand bag, and tried to find a bag that really is waterproof. And um, I figured out nothing is waterproof except. <laughs> Oddly waterproof. This is really the best brand, the best bag. I have this one now for three years. Like I can ride hours through the rain. I could go diving with it. So that works. Um, which brings me, I'm sorry, I keep on talking, but you know, like the fact <laughs> no, it's a podcast Tokyo, about you, don't worry. <laughs> the fact I go to Tokyo and it rains and I feel like, oh nice. Um there's like gear like that is advertised to 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 help in the rain. Most of this is simply not true. Like one of the biggest scams for everybody out there to know, if your sneaker has some Gore-Tex, that doesn't mean anything. That absolutely doesn't mean anything. It's just a marketing thing. And most of the times, your sneaker is open on so many spots. Usually yeah. as even some sneakers have Gore-Tex and mesh, which doesn't make exactly no sense. Like why, why do you have a Gore-Tex panel, but then you have a mesh panel? Like should you, it's just the one part should be protected. So all of the sneakers I had that had, Gore-Tex on. I mean, obviously in Western Europe, if you walk around, might be nice. They got soaking wet. There's absolutely no way. Like even the Salomon Alpine Pro, you know, the one with the zipper that you that you uh-huh. that you zip up to your ankles. Forget about it. Yet no, like it's it's just not for like just not for real. Like I really had to learn there's 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 two types of weathers. The one mm. that it just rains and then there's Japanese weather. It's completely different. <laughs> Basically in the rainforest, just in a concrete jungle. And the the, the, the amount and intensity of, of water is on another level. So I actually accept the oddly waterproof, to be quite honest. I have absolutely nothing in my wardrobe, nothing. 
And this is not a mystic by brands. This is just because nature is stronger than any, any garment. There's nothing that keeps me dry. Absolutely nothing. So wow. the only way to, to work or make Japanese weather work, you, 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 you wear something very thin that dries very quick. You accept getting soaking wet. <laughs> and maybe you, like last time I was cycling in a Merrill Hydromox. That, that's really smart. And just accept <laughs> defeat and then yeah. um, get a towel and that's it. But there is wow. no, like, like if there's any brand out there that wants to challenge me riding in rain with their gear, bring it over, ship it over. Can I give you a free shout out if it's dry, but I guarantee you it will not work. And then there's another thing. It's so humid in Tokyo that if you have a closed jacket on, mm-hmm. it keeps you a little bit dry from the outside. You start to sweat on the inside and no level that you ask question yourself, like, why didn't I even start to wear a jacket? Because I'm now soaking wet in my own sweat. So uh-huh. just for everybody who thinks he has a nice or she has a nice jacket collection, come over to Tokyo and put it into the rain season and um, and you're going to enjoy it and you're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I was there in the summer and I definitely felt the humidity. And worse than that, I felt I was sick for the first two days I was there. It's all pre-COVID. This is like 2018. And um, I wore a mask, which I wasn't used to wearing a mask when I was sick, which is very common custom over there um, for anyone who might not know. And I was just like, I was sick. I was just like, like sneezing into my mask and I was wearing pants because my mom told me you're not supposed to wear shorts. So I was wearing pants the whole time. So I was hot, sick, wearing pants, just like not having a good time. After a couple of days, it boiled over and I was fine. But just like, yeah. I was told about the humidity and the heat before uh, I went over there and I just, I just didn't believe them, but it's definitely there. It's crazy. Honestly, like um, my whole life, you know, like I, I realized how midi-core everything in Germany was <laughs> a little bit of rain, a little bit of summer. Yeah. And then you go to Japan and for the first time I realize nature is boss. Like, honestly, we just the small ants and you really, you're on an Island, right? So when it rains, you get the whole impact of nature. It's so beautiful. Then out of nowhere, the earth starts to shake, you know, like it's something that also never happened to me. So you have an earthquake. So there's no way you can, um, yeah, there's no way you, you can in any way compete against that. And it's beautiful, but it's, 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 a, it's a crazy mess. So everybody in this office hates this time of summer right now. I kind of love it, you know, like you go on a bicycle and it's so hot and so humid after two minutes, you just soaked in sweat. Um, I kind of, I am addicted to it. It's a little bit of like torturing yourself. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very exciting. And I kind of still want to write an article about it on Sabukaru, how the weather in Japan is so mm-hmm. challenging for your, for your outfit. Like it mm-hmm. needs to be a highly modular, you need to kind of change gears all the time and to, to, to be ready for that. It's, it's super, yeah. super exciting. Um, I just, you know, like I don't want to write it. I actually want to, I want to find like a, a weather professor. I don't know how you call that. I want to have somebody there. That no, really, meteorologist. Meteorologist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You helped me with the smart words. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, we want to do that. It's going to go to sub, come to Sabukaru at any point. Just not now. Someday. I'll be on the lookout for it. Yes. I'll be on the lookout for it. Um, let's move on now to your future, I guess, I, with, with, uh, nylon tell me a little bit about uh what are you going to get into in the future what are some how do you see your style developing or not because you've kind of found your path already yeah i mean 
what I what I'm going into right now, like it's almost like a front and back at least a little bit. I want to adjust a little bit more fashion pieces inside my wardrobe because um, I'm having meetings. I'm sometimes invited to some events that I actually want to or have to go, and um, I'm always looking like this. I don't know. I have this. I used to wear this functional pants all the time, um, mm -hmm. black sneakers, black shirt, and I sometimes realized, dude, you you look like I look too. I could be the guy taking care of the techniques behind the stage at the event or something. You know, like I, I just look too, I don't know, too casual. So I, I, I'm trying to implement a few more um, fashion pieces inside my wardrobe, mm -hmm. but still the core is um, utility. So if I look at the future, I feel like I'm excited about. Is there anything to be excited about right now or to look forward to? Is there anything to be excited about right now? That I is mean, the question. I kind of, I just ordered, I think, five raw hiking um, um, sneakers for, for wholesale. So mm. I'm excited about them. I, I saw Roa um, for the first time really in my hands at Paris Fashion Week. I mean, I was aware of the brand obviously before, like the designs, but then, mm. I, then I found the brand, talked to the designer, um, had it all in my hands, then had access to wholesale over, over a store that I could order with. This is what I'm looking forward to. I feel like that in the future um, I'm gonna have less less sneakers, more mm -hmm. more roars. Um, <laughs> yeah. What else? I mean, there's this um, there's this incredible designer, Jean Luc. As I said, I pronounce things. Yes, Jean Luc. So he's very close with my team and with Natsuki, who mm -hmm. works um, with me, and um, I love everything he's doing, and I think he's the He's the future. Like, honestly, I, that's the best example. I just told you I want to go more into fashion, but stay functional. That's Sean Luke. Like, he looks like Kiko Kostadinov turning into um, a Gorbcore version of Kiko. Like, yeah. it has this kind of updated, fashionable um, cuts. It's high, highly functional. Um, it looks just good, you know, like for if anybody is in or not into Gorbcore or functional clothes thing, they're going to love it. So he's, I'm going to look into, I'm really looking forward for, for his um, um, first collection coming out with um, under Slam Jam, but also looking for the Goldwyn Zero stuff that's coming out. Yeah. Um, and he's doing stuff with Roa as well. Yeah. And he's doing, yeah, I saw the shoes. They, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a future. I'm going to have a lot of that if possible, or maybe I'm mm -hmm. not a lot because I just need a jacket and I have <laughs> enough already. Um, who else I think is really like there's Xlim from Korea, um, um, X L I M. Like they also like I feel like there is like an ongoing trend that functional fashion turns more fashion, um, mm -hmm. and I think they also a very good example of that. So I think if you look, if you summarize, like I have like these long stints of talking a lot. I'm sorry, but if I no, want to summarize it, literally, this is why I brought you on here to talk. Okay, that's good. I think if I summarize <laughs> it, um, it's just gonna be a little bit more tailoring fashion focused a little bit more elegant but still staying um um functional i think that's where i'm heading um i'm also okay. on a diet right now so maybe i'm going to be able to to wear more <laughs> of that stuff um because mm -hmm. i'm actually i'm just a straight i like everything really boxy but mm -hmm. um i think if i want to wear some x limb i could maybe go down one size to look to make it really fly so let's see how that works awesome well hey best of luck to you on that thank you course um <clears throat> so let's move on now to the tree section of the podcast 
Cool. That's where we talk about the outdoors. That is Trees and Nylon, my name, my brand, the Gorbcore brand. Um, yeah, tell me, what is your relationship with nature like? I think, honestly, before, you know, I lived in Munich, which is close to the nature, but there was young uh-huh. back then, then I moved to Berlin. There might be nature close by as well, but then I used to work at Vice Magazine and an advertising agency, oh, really? so, so I didn't really... I didn't really went to the forests. I went to different <laughs> locations. Um, yeah. But then I moved to Japan and um, work, but also my own interest got me all around the country and mm. close close front and back to, to, to Tokyo. And I could mm-hmm. see this beautiful nature around here. And for the yeah. first time ever, I got like a real connection. You know, like back then when my girlfriend in Germany would have told me, hey, let's go hiking. I would have said, no, 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 no. <laughs> and that's not my cup of tea, but like yeah. going out in Japan into the mountains or into a forest, it's yeah. it's the shit. It's so beautiful. Um, it's it's like literally like in a Ghibli movie. Um, and um, what I did, like maybe maybe three years or two years ago, I started cycling. Um, so I really love to ride the bicycle around Tokyo. But what I'm also trying to do, actually, I did this last weekend. I tried to go into one direction as far as I can to like, I'm quoting Billy Fisher, the head of collaborations ASICs right now. I want to hit, mm-hmm. I want to touch green. You know, I want to go as far out of the city that I see like a forest, yeah. or like maybe just like, just something that look, doesn't look like too concrete. And um, yeah, that's my connection to, to, to trees and the fields. Like I, I try to go out and luckily I have mm-hmm. a few jobs that sometimes bring me to, Outside of Tokyo, which I would really advise everybody to do if you come to Japan, like spend some time in Tokyo, but don't get like it's it's not a holiday in Tokyo. It's 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 massive, stressful, a lot of moving around. Um, it's mm-hmm. nice, but at one point, yeah, I think that I realized it as well. After six months in Tokyo, I was missing something, and I didn't know what it was. Then I rode with a train out to a job, like in another prefecture, and I saw some trees. And I realized that my body told me this is what you actually been missing, you know, like seeing some mm. kind of normal organic nature. So everybody should do that. And it's massively beautiful um, in Japan. And yeah, that's my, that's what I'm doing with trees. I try to see them in and outside of Tokyo. <laughs> that's beautiful. That is, that is one of the big things that I do regret when I was there is that looking back on it, obviously when I was there, I did everything I wanted to do and I didn't even get to it all. Um, my mom used to live in Japan. Um, she lived, okay. Well, she, she used to live, I think she used to live in Kamakura and she, you know, took me to where her house was. It's already, it's been torn down now, but they're building a new one. Uh, and she took us to like one of the little cafes you see that we saw the, uh, the Buddha shrine. Um, I'm super sure it was Kamakura. We went there and then we went to Meiji shrine, which that was actually really cool. Because you're yeah. just in the city. And I've explained this on the podcast before, but so I can say it to you, who cares what other people think? Um, you're in the city, you're walking in the city, and then you're just boom, you're in nature. And yeah. by the time you get all the way to the the shrine, you can't even hear like the cars. It just feels like you're in a forest. It's it's, it's insane. Especially because it's in Harajuku, you know, where all the yeah. absolute madness. What I always yeah. say, the most beautiful part if you go into Meiji Shrine. It's just look up because you know, like the trees are closing above you, right? Yeah. So you see a little bit of the sunshine, and that's such a rare sight in Tokyo. Uh-huh. Yeah, now and then I still go to Meiji. Like um, uh, I, I sometimes pray at the shrine. I truly believe that the kami who take care of the shrine help you if you if you just ask them for some advice. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a beautiful spot. Yeah, Meiji Shrine 
it's nice that you remind me i have to go this weekend and <laughs> well there you go you're welcome hi. um but yeah i definitely love to go back and just explore more of the actual nature that i didn't get to see because there's a lot and i was not i wasn't in this whole outdoor fashion thing yet i was about a year and a half too late and i really yeah i'm I not happy with myself people should be aware how how easy it is to hop on a train in Tokyo, even mm -hmm. even if you stay in Tokyo and just go two or three hours um, out. I think there's another there's another tip I would love to give everyone. Mm -hmm. So there is take a train to Ome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's O M E. Um, you can get there literally from Tokyo Center. There's like a river. There's forests and shit and um, You, you you take like, I don't know, like, is it, is it two hours? Maybe even less. I'm just going to ask Google Maps, actually. Yeah. So if I, I'm in Shimokitazawa right now, I can be there in one hour 20 and I'm in fully nature. There's like, it's one of the most beautiful places in Tokyo, uh, mm. around Tokyo, if it even still counts to Tokyo, I don't know. Um, it's yeah. technically in Saitama. Yeah, it's technically in Tokyo. So, so that's what Google so, yeah, telling so, me. So just take a train out and you're going to be, yeah, it's, it's insane. You can be, fully in a in a in a situation that you wouldn't that you wouldn't expect to be in um, so easily from from shibuya station mm -hmm. on so yeah we i try obviously like oh what you should do is i mean the, the the peak level of going into nature and make it a little bit also um like a little bit of not wellness but i don't even know find the right words go to a ryokan you know this traditional japanese um, hotels where they fully take care of you. Like everything is old, everything is wooden. There's like an onsen or hot bath. And there's a few of them, a natural onsen is on the mountains because you know, all the hot water comes from the, from the mountains. And then you, you sit like in this hotel, traditional Japanese hotel in the middle of the nature. So everywhere you go outside is just nature and, and just walk around. There's like, they all over Japan. Um, you can just, just, just Google Ryokan Japan. Yeah, I just looked up. They're yeah, real sangha. It's literally the, the best thing that the that Japan ever did for 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 humans is to create the Ryokan with the natural onsen in the mountains. Um, yeah, wow. I try to do that now and then with my girlfriend. Um, obviously, it costs some money, so it's not like an every mm. weekend kind of thing. But um, that's the peak level of combining the outdoors with Japan, with tradition, with good food. Um, mm. Yeah, we have to do a Ryokan guide on um, uh, Sabukara one day. Yeah, should. Um, one thing while we're still gushing about Japanese culture for a second, I slept on a futon. Mm. It's just like a mattress on the floor. Is that yeah, what yeah, a futon exactly. is? It's a futon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I was expecting it when I when I walked in. When I walked in, because we were staying with my mom's friends that she met while she was in Japan. And uh, I walked in like, oh, you know, here's your room. Thank you for staying with us. All that. I like, I just looked and I see just two little like mattresses on the floor. I'm like, oh. All right, this is gonna be a rough week. This is very comfortable. I was very, very comfy on them. Yeah. I guess it's because I go camping a lot too. And so I was like, I'm used to sleeping on a sleeping pad. And it was much more comfortable than that. No, I don't think you need to even be trained for that, because you know, like um that's just like I don't know. It's pretty good for your back because it gives you the right balance of of being hard, but also like kinda kinda comfy. Uh -huh. But I had some of the best sleeps in my life. <laughs> um in in real guns on 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 those mats there was one mm -hmm. in nagano i still remember i went in this bed and was just like what the fuck is this why is this the best feeling on the planet so yeah. when i book a when i book a real car or when i try to find a hotel i always try to not have a traditional western room um mm. 
So I always won the futon. It's like if I could, if I could choose, like I would love to have an additional um, room also in my in my flat because we don't have it because it's it's a dying out thing. Like not many people have it at home, but mm. I prefer definitely over bed. Um, mm. yeah, just go for it. Um, it's the best. And if you have a nice view, like there's a there's this picture on my Instagram. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you. Where you see like a real can with the bed, but then also like with the perfect view on the ocean. I had already liked it. It's from yes. May twentieth for those that want to know. Yeah, May twentieth. Uh, I want to go one see day, it. One day before my birthday, and I, I I went there again the second time. I went to this hotel, and you have this like you have like this 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 bed on the floor. You hear the ocean mm. in the you hear the ocean when you fall asleep. You have this onsen, this natural bath, mm. but by the by the water from the from the mountains it's insane it's for me that's like if it, like I, I should i should i should organize like a, an outdoor an outdoor actually that's my plan um oh, yeah? if you hear this guys i have a super good idea i saw what you guys <laughs> did in europe i want to do the same thing in japan organized by sabukaru hit me mm-hmm. up let's do a ryokan um, outdoor um, um weekend with let's get everybody in and um enjoy life yeah I accept. I accept the job offer. Just, just give it to me. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be super. You just got to start going to a bunch of Japanese brands and say, "Hey, do a Snow Peak. Come on, do a Snow Peak. Yeah, I mean, do that. Snow Peak, yeah. But they already the masters of that. They have like sponsored camping grounds designed by yeah. crazy designers. But my, my, I mean, I love Snow Peak, but I think my favorite brand is Mont Bell because um, mm. Mont Bell is the most low key brand on the entire planet. They don't yeah. even. Have- they don't even have an Instagram. The only Instagram Montbell had, and that's so weird. I think it's Montbell Thailand. They have a Montbell America now. Wow. Oh. Okay, and just... a Montbell. Ah, okay. They have a Thailand, and now they started Philippines. A... Philippines. Yeah, so it's super random. They don't have a Montbell Japan. Can you imagine? No. That's a Japanese brand. Um, <laughs> it's the like this is the brand Supreme should collaborate with. Um, this is the brand everybody should collaborate with because they one hundred percent true. They, they don't have anything to do with any trend. They just do outdoor mm-hmm. clothing, outdoor gear. They have really good quality. They're not expensive. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely another takeaway. One of um, my absolute favorite brands, Montbell. Um, somebody stole my bike back from Montbell, which is very rare in Japan. If this one person <laughs> really wisely listens to this, bring it back, please. It was very functional and, and useful. Um, yeah, Montbell is the shit. I tried to get them actually into Aristore because um, I'm 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 a buyer of the Aristore in Berlin, um, oh. um, but um, which I what I really respect about them, they said no because oh. um, because they just go simply full outdoor stores, you know, like the Aristore yeah. is like yeah. one of the is like a, a small lifestyle outdoor clothing, mm. but they were like, you know what, no, we just want to go to like a, a store where the real hikers and 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 sportsmen go so i appreciate that even though i would love to have them in yeah. the store um so montbell is the absolute if they if they do things right or maybe if they don't do things right and do exactly what they're doing now they will be the greatest um for a long time because because you know like every brand right now is trying to jump on that trend right um mm-hmm. even brands that actually already exist in that field you know like Arcterix exists uh-huh. already in that field maybe you don't have to advertise it in that field or maybe you have to i don't know but um, I kind of like how some brands are just simply them and they get picked up by cool people, but they still continue marketed exactly the same way as before. And um, mm-hmm. I appreciate that maybe more than 
then like I don't need a I don't need a Montbell Palace collaboration. Um, even though no. it would look cool. But um, <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to they're Montbell. Really, they're really about it, but they're cool yeah. as well. You know, because yeah, a yeah. lot of these brands like Merrill is definitely a brand that only makes stuff for people to go outside. Like no one that is. No, okay. I'm I'm about to step on some toes here. I might, I might be burning some bridges, but Merrill's been trying to with the one trail stuff and with the hydro mocks out of pure luck, possibly um, carve out a, like a niche in this market, right? This like Gorp Corp outdoor fashion market. But previous to that, Merrill was just the brand that you wore when you need to go outside. Like cool, like ex officio. Like it's just brands that you wear when you go outside. Yeah. But those it, are like dad you brands, you know? It. You cannot yeah. create that, you know, like either you be the, or, or you don't. Um, so it's interesting, like if then brands kind of push in that direction. Um, so, yeah, like I really appreciate Mont Bell. I actually, actually would love to, I actually would be the, love to be the guy that ruins it for them. I would love to do the Instagram because um, <laughs> they, they, they could, they could, I've, I'm, they could become so big, you know, it's nice yeah. how they are, but they, they really, one of the best low key brands out there. No one knows about. So if you want to, if, if somebody out there looking for the next low-key brand, um, I mean, I know Montbell isn't, isn't like completely unknown, but still, uh-huh. you know, maybe if somebody pulls into the Arcturix and you pull in a Montbell, I think you're more mm-hmm. interesting in a Montbell, even though I love yeah. Arcturix. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. That's the Montbell contact. Please listen to this contact. I mean, I have <laughs> one in Japan, but it's very difficult um, um, with these OG brands. They don't understand yet quite um, what the trend is and who we are, but we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. Once Gucci does their third collab with North Face, mm. then we'll we'll make it. Would you, would you wear that? No, definitely not. I, I said I said previously that um, if you bring the Gucci North Face tent to the campsite, it's gone within two hours. Like someone's lifting that whole tent, it's gone. You know, bring it, bring it to a festival. You know, like I would. Yeah, love to bring see. it to a festival and just have nowhere to sleep for the rest of the time. And yeah, absolutely not. No, I think it's. I think it's kind of corny. I think it's kind of cool just yeah. that it happened. The saying it is cool, but then like the execution of it and like, who's the market? Are they really going to go outside? Maybe I'm kind of cynical, but maybe, but I think, you I know, like there know. is no, there is no, but that's what you see everywhere. Like, like there is no need anymore for people to go outside right because you know if you look at the the recent dior um, sneakers they have this oh yeah what are your thoughts? outdoor um, ex, um, 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 um inspiration but they definitely i don't think anybody will go up a mountain I, I, they, they, they don't have to as no. well you know like so it's not yeah. right now it's like really it's just becoming like this super huge broad thing which happens to every trend like mm-hmm. whatever it happened and and for some, it helped them to kind of even get more recognition and made the scene bigger. For some, it went into the wrong direction. But the good thing is, you know, like usually trends are based on just some fashion, right? But and fashion that, but technical functional wear literally has a function, literally yeah. is has utility. Yeah. So I think same as with sneakers, you know, when the sneaker trend came, people that never wore a pair of sneakers out of nowhere had cushioning. And mm-hmm. it was very hard to go back from a sneaker once you wear one. You don't want to go yeah. back to a sneaker without cushioning because you just got got like just learned how nice it is to have something functional. So the mm-hmm. same will happen, in my opinion, to to the outdoor trend. And um, people that now have a waterproof jacket will not out of nowhere in two years say, 
oh, you know what? I want to have my shitty fashion um, jacket back that doesn't do anything when it rains. So mm -hmm. um, I guess it will just become the fastest growing uh, market right now. Actually, it is already. Like the, the guy who runs the Aristo always tells me, he's a numbers guy, how the, the mm -hmm. growth of functional fashion is just insane. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's going to rule I everybody. Would, I would say kind of like what you were saying as well, that the people that are into this scene, the people that wear the clothes to look cool are also going outside, you know? And I think that's where like a lot of these bigger brands are kind of missing the mark is that, or I should not bigger, I should say like high fashion designer brands are missing the mark is because like, you know, I might throw on an Arc'teryx jacket and some Patagonia baggies and La Sportiva. And I might look cool when I go on my hike, but I'm going on a hike and I'm, hike, yeah. You know, and I'm not going to spend $2,000 on a pair of shoes that aren't going to be as good as my La Sportiva's and then take them on a hike. You know what I mean? Yeah, makes totally sense. a certain sense. price I'm willing to pay. And I think most consumers that are already hiking are willing to pay for this hiking gear. And I think these high fashion brands getting into it, which is cool to see, kind of like the North Face Gucci thing. It's cool to say and to like, oh, Dior made like a hiking shoe and like a Hydromock type shoe. But then also it's like, oh, it's $3,000 and I don't want to pay that for a sneaker that I'm going to trash. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the core, the core thing again, right? Make a useful product, right? It, yeah. can, it can cost $3,000, but then let it be the, the, let it be the, the, peak, the peak level of, of innovation mm -hmm. or at yeah. least like the, the, the a very high standard. At least yeah. put a Vibram soul in there. Come on, yeah, guys. At least put a, yeah, pay some respect. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like come that. On. Yeah, we have a we yeah. have a super cool Vibram article um, releasing very soon. Where we really because yeah. yeah, like I think we, we we were we were kind of brainstorming about headlines because we all big Vibram fans. Like one was mm -hmm. like one soul to rule them all. I think <laughs> we, but I think we we choose um, forever stepping into the future. Something more more subtle. Ah. Um, but That's yeah, beautiful. we're all big Vibram fans and I liked it. At least put a fucking Vibram soul on it. That could be yeah. almost like a, it could be almost like a t-shirt slogan. If if I would wear t-shirts with slogans, <laughs> I would put that on it. I'll make it. I'll send you one. I'll make one and send it Please, to you. Yes. Of course, sir. Of course. Um, nice. Well, I think we got a little off track, but we were talking about your, we were going to talk about your future with, um, going outside you've talked you've said already you're gonna to go to Meiji shrine because i put the idea in your head yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what else are you uh what else are you thinking about exploring in japan outside japan anything like that um so there's 50 prefectures or 52 prefectures in japan don't probably i'm wrong it's around no you can number. say whatever you want man <laughs> i would love to i would love to see all before i die um mm -hmm. Also, I'm I'm just a stone's throw away from another countries that I was very far away before I moved to Japan. I want to mm -hmm. go to China. Um, I want to go more to Korea, to Taiwan. Like I really mm -hmm. want to explore. Like next year, I want to go to Thailand um, with Johnny. I hope we can make that happen. Um, but other than that, right now, because I've just been to 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 Italy and to France, what I realized, I'm really happy in Japan, and I don't mind staying the next eight months just here. Mm. It's so mm -hmm. nice, honestly. Like, oh, like my future. If my future of the next eight years is just exploring Japan, I'm I'm signing it. Um, so I want to see more of it. Um, then also, like last, if we talk about future, last Saturday, actually. Yesterday, no, the day before, I just hit 100k kilometers with with cycling. The second time I did that, and I oh, wanted wow. more of that. I would love to kind of ride deeper into the west and mm -hmm. closer to to the mountains. So that's definitely something for the future. And yeah, what else? Um, 
Yeah, just I think I'm pretty much Japan focused right now. So whatever it is <laughs> in Japan, I'm, I'm throw yeah. it at me, and I'm, I want to do it. I want to see it all. I want to eat it all. I want to ride as much kilometers as possible. I'm going to production to Toyama on Wednesday, Thursday, which is cool. Maybe you saw this viral pictures of this snow snow corridor. Like there's a tiny bus. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It's actually a funny story. Typical, typical um, world of magazines. We posted that one. Then uh-huh. Moodboard posted one without without credit crediting uh, crediting us without credits oh. for us. Then Chuck Hames, yeah. I cannot pronounce his the, the brand name. Then he Jacques posted Moose. that. Yeah. Chuck Hames. Then he posted that cre- with credits to the Moodboards that got it from us without <laughs> giving us credits. And that's a typical. That's a sidetrack story right now. That's a typical Sabukaru day in the life of Sabukaru. Where's <laughs> our credit? Um, but I'm going yeah. to that. I'm going to that prefecture. Um, and which should be pretty deep in nature. So everybody listen to this. I don't know if you you release it so quick, but I'm going to see a lot of cool shit next Thursday. Um, and going to go there for longer production than next month. So yeah, I just want to explore Japan. That's the future. Nice, man. Yeah, I'm looking at that snowball picture. It looks like this one level in Mario Kart where they have yeah, snowballs yeah. around you. <laughs> I, I honestly believe, no, I'm, I could bet on that. That's a, re- that's a direct reference in Mario yeah. Kart. I'm I'm super sure. It just has to be. Yeah, it's got to be. Ah, yes. It is. It is exactly a um like an homage to it, you know. Yeah. Representation of it. That's what these that's what these forms are saying. Nice. And we're going to just oh nice, you know, that's you know even though we wrote about it already, we're going to do it again. So Sabukaro post just got born. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart paying homage to the real go. life. See no Tabukaru soon. I'm gonna brief it to Casey tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna want some uh, royalties off of that, my man. <laughs> you're gonna get yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna get who pays who pays us again for doing Sabukaru? Oh fuck, nobody. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pay you a beer when you come around um, to hey, talk. Thank you, my man. Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back eventually. I might obviously I say I might, that's probably not true, but my friend is going back. Um to visit his family in December. And he said, he keeps on saying, you're coming back in December, right? Like you're going to come to Japan in December. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. If you, if you um, want to come, just let me know. Like we, we, even if it's not open yet, we, we have a lawyer and um, you can get a, a short time business um, um, visa. Um, oh, I thank can, you. I can make it happen. Thank you. Do you still have to like quarantine for two weeks when you're there? Before no, you if in? you have triple, triple vaccinated um, and take care of all the documents, um, it's pretty uh-huh to get in um, oh i can only imagine i hadn't even thought about that all the all the documents you need to get to uh oh, to come into the country a now of, a, a couple of really bad bad preparation times because i'm very chaotic i'm more like chaotic professor type of beat and that was uh-huh. really it was really bad but now it's very easy you put it into an app um if you prepare to an app you just walk through the airport holding up your app it's like a blue sign and they all just be like nice go go you can go you can uh-huh. go so it's it's, it's now you can land faster than before corona because you not many people have this app and so you just uh-huh. kind of go through all the fucking um, uh, stops and then um, you can make it out the airport half an hour after leaving the aer- um, airplane i guess yeah nice yeah it's very smooth i think i have i have viewer questions for you now that's interesting. i don't think yeah. i i know i have viewer questions for you now um and i'm going to ask you them and then I have questions of my own to ask you. 
after these yeah. questions. I try to keep it short. I can, I can sometimes get into this <laughs> hole of very long answers. I think everybody, yeah, that's just me. It's just how podcasts work, man. I'm, I'm paying you to sit down. I'm not paying you, but you're okay, sitting cool. down and talking for a podcast. So don't you worry about it. But anyway, young underscore, sorry, I already messed up. Moon underscore young dot P would like to know, when did the obsession start? And I assume they mean the obsession with clothes. When did it start? Mm, easy. That's easy. Um, I went to a, our local sneaker store and, 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 and got a sneaker freaker magazine back then. Yeah. There was an, there was an ASICS T-Lite free salmon toe on it, on the cover. And uh -huh. back then I kind of liked sneakers, but I didn't really know, I didn't really know the depths of it, like how deep it goes. And this kind of started all, even though I'm now way, like, don't give me a T-Lite, don't send me a T-Lite free. It's really not my shoe anymore. <laughs> but then, uh -huh. that's how it started like 5,000 light years um, ago. And here's a little, here's a little thing for you. Sneaker Freaker Mag on Instagram just reposted one of my memes the other oh, day. Really? I was literally last night I was doing a Patreon, a patreon.com slash trees and nylon episode with Mr. Unknown Spaces. And uh, which you you of course are welcome to come on as well at some point if you'd like. It's just more of kind of a casual conversation that I have oh, with people who've been on. Didn't you and unknown spaces um did you did you had this 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 set of memes a few weeks ago or was it just uh -huh. recently? No, no, yes. Yeah. There were some there um, were some shots at hidden and why inside, right? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, there were. Yeah, I remember. You, I remember. I remember those. I remember the post definitely. Okay, cool. That was are you. Are you friends okay. with hidden? No, I, I don't know him. I don't know him. Like um. Okay. No, like right. we we do different things. We don't post. Yeah, yeah. We post. We post information. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, and then hidden. I also just noticed this when I was looking at your page. The Sabukaro bio says future, present, past, yeah. and hidden says past, present, future. That's a funny one. I didn't know that, to be quite honest. You know how <laughs> that happened? Um, we've been, <laughs> we, we went out with a guy from a very big brand. Um, okay. He has like a very high position. And um, a little humble brag. Super drunk. We got super drunk. And at the uh -huh. end of the morning, he said, yo, guys, I don't know, Natsuki, yeah. what did he say again? Why did we change it to future, present, past? If you have past, present, future, the emphasis, I don't know what he just said, is on the past. Um, uh -huh. yeah, but I didn't actually know it's... Natsuki, did you know that Hidden has the same just the other way in his, in his, in his <laughs> bio? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I just saw it on Instagram. Should we change it? I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, we can keep it. Like, we, we literally didn't know that, but... Um, no, you yeah. should keep it. Yeah. Okay. We, we, we will, we will keep it. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, like we kind of, I feel like we have that. I'm sorry. That's the, the part where I always give a long answer because you know, <laughs> like um, we post a lot of cool shit out of the, the past, but the ultimate mm. goal of from Sabukaro is to, is to mirror the now and the future from mm. Japan and the rest of Southeast Asia and the world. So I think at that drunken night, we kind of <laughs> came to the conclusion um, the future is our future, as stupid as it sounds, and that's where we put it in there. Um, yeah, but I completely, you're right. Now, obviously, I might have seen this already at Hidden, but I didn't really, it didn't really click until now. Um, past, present, and future, Manhattan, New York. Okay, yeah, true, but it wasn't intentional. I believe you. Thank you. I believe you. Did Hidden, one sec. I'm not a fan of Hidden, as you know. 
well maybe you don't know but i'm not a fan of hidden um big fan i'm a big fan of gatekeeping uh when it's people that deserve it and i think hidden is someone that deserves to be gatekept against but we're going to keep the negativity out of this episode if you want if you want real hater energy go listen to the patreon episode with uh unknown spaces because wow we got what was what was his opinion like 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 is he hidden oh yeah yeah he doesn't like him he thinks he's a poser and he thinks he's corny I mean, I can just say my my few bits to this. Yes, 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 yes. I respect work and I respect what people oh, yeah. achieve. Yeah. So so respect to the whole hustle. But obviously, I know what it takes to run a page that does more than just posting pictures. So we kind of, mm. I think that sometimes people, um, not everybody's the same and everybody's a mood board. So I feel like, I kind of respect people more that actually do the more work. It's very easy. Like I can, I can run probably. No, I, I cannot run hidden, but it's just like, <laughs> I I sometimes feel like how would life be if I would just have to post a picture? Um, <laughs> but then again, you know, like I think we reached out to hidden ugh, maybe eight or nine months ago because um, we were still very small and we saw his hidden um PDF and we actually saw an opportunity that we could add more context to what he's doing. And we pitched this idea to him um, that um, Sabukaru could prepare like deeper articles or deeper text blobs. Mm-hmm. And we also have way cooler um, scans than the ones <laughs> that, you know, like I have seen these Nigo scans now for the 8 million time. Yeah. And, and I yeah. personally, that's maybe my most critic point, but not on hidden, but on the whole thing. People uh-huh. share pictures of Nigo and Babesta, Babe Stars and some old scans of Fujiwara. And this is how they connect with Japanese culture and fashion culture. But that's just a scan, bro. Um, yeah. Like, like we really try to put a lot of context under it and also under other names. And I feel like people make it too easy to themselves just because you buy some cocktail and post a Nigo picture. That's You could go deeper. Um, I, if, you, if this is your level, I also respect it. But... Go come to the deep side, come to the dark side, come to Sabukaru, and we can offer more. Um, so anyway, we kind of offered them hidden more in a very nice um, mail. Um, we just got, I think, like um, I think it never really like I don't even know if we got an answer. Maybe it was just like talk to my manager. Um, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it never really got them to that level. But the offer is still there, hidden. If you hear this, and <laughs> if you want some deep shit and collaborate with Sabukaru, we more than down. I think your audience um. um enjoys the 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 ride on the 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 levels you are but we can go deeper if you want to um and if you don't want to that's also okay um all the success you have is well deserved enjoy the mm-hmm. enjoy enjoy it um um yeah god is great yeah when me and when me and uh unknown spaces talked about this the what what i said at least i don't know i'm not going to speak for him but what i said was that I appreciate, I can respect the hustle, the grind of posting all these, <coughs> sorry, uh, posting all these pictures, right? I can respect, oh my, my brain won't even let me say it. I can't even, I can't even, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I respect that, but I don't respect um, getting a Solomon club. Yeah, I think it's that. I don't respect that yeah. they got a Solomon club. You know what I mean? No, I totally, I totally understand that. You mean, it, there's like, it's just... I mean, I'm I'm old, you know. Like it's basically <laughs> it's basically a Tumblr I'm looking at, you know. So uh-huh. um, so I mean, there's also people like I cannot pronounce that. Like J J J. How do you pronounce that? 
Jound. I just say Jound, yeah. Well, like it's also started as a Tumblr, right? But then it kind of, mm -hmm. um, like there's legitimate, legitimate ways to that things like this work. But, you know, like we work so hard on every fucking post. So <laughs> naturally I look at these things and be like, hmm, just another picture, you know, like, um, yeah. So, so, and I obviously respect other pages, you know, like if you look at Ali's work or if you look at, um, uh, um, Bonnie, Bonnie and, um, um, what's Bonnie's account again? I want to give her a major, major, major shout out. Actually I should know it, but we talked so much. So that's why my, mm -hmm. my brain is already fried. Um, Bonnie, obviously Bonnie Carr and, um, Bonnie not Carr. for archiving. You know, like look at those kind of accounts. They just go deep as fuck with knowledge that other people don't hold. So obviously mm -hmm. I kind of respect these kind of um, projects more um, while still respecting the hustle of just mood boards. But a mood, mood board is just like, I mean, there's also mood boards with a very tight and selective curation. So that's also come some kind of hard work. But yeah, just in general, um, I'm more of a fan of context and not just of content. And um, um, I feel like, especially in this fast-pacing world, that's oh, like for example, look at Archive Dreams, Hector. Wow, this guy has one of the most exciting um, um, accounts in the internet. He had so much knowledge, style to to the game, and he educates people. He not just shares visuals, and I respect that way more. And I want to do exactly that with our magazine, and we're doing exactly that with our magazine. So that maybe is the last point to this actually um, question no one asked. Yeah. Wow. Um, I have never heard of Archive Bonnie Dreams. Carr. I've never heard of Bonnie Archive Dreams, but I never... Bonnie, not for archiving. She yeah, not for archiving. Yeah. Coolest cat in this planet. There's probably no person out there that knows more about functional fashion. Honestly, um, wow. Bonnie is the absolute boss. Her, 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 she doesn't post that much, but if she posts, goes super deep. Her knowledge in jackets is unparalleled. Like, there's nobody, honestly. Not for wow. archiving is the best account for for functional like real functional fashion. She she has like knowledge um, beyond because she she's she's a designer on her own on her own. So mm -hmm. she's the best. Not for archiving and her personal account is I'm so bad with pronouncing it. Bonnie Carr, B O N N E I C A R R. Um, and she's the best. Dot period. Yeah. You should talk um, to her. I can I can connect the dots. Yeah, I will. I have a actually. I don't know if I have a few people lined up. That's my normal response. Is I have a few people lined up. But yeah, I might reach out to you soon for that. Yeah. She was very <laughs> honest. Like she she will not take any. In Germany, say we say blood for the moon. She will really answer straight fire answers. Good. I like that. Yeah. What are some current brands to watch out for in the technical space? CCP. Um, yeah, which is not Christian Carol Poel. Yeah, which is not. Yeah, it's they, they're <laughs> twenty years old, but they funny. I think they called Crazy Character Brand originally because they were like yes. a raver brand doing character and um, doing graphic design on on t-shirts. Then the whole uh -huh. crew started to cycle, and they become like a functional cycling brand. So it's CCP, um, it's John Luke. We said it already. Mm -hmm. It's it's Mont Bell. We said oh, it yeah. already. Well, it's oddly waterproof. It's the Aero Store, which I do the buying for. Just go to the Aero Store and check the <laughs> just collection. Just go to Aero Store and everything just, there is what you need to watch out for. Yeah, just give us a few years. We're still young. Again, I'm very humble. Like We're still not there yet, but we're getting there. Um, mm -hmm. Another brand. Hmm. 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 I feel like... 
I feel like people should look at Korea. I don't want to say too mm. many names yet, but okay. there's stuff happening that it's quite interesting. Also in terms of production, they're super quick compared to traditional Western brands. So there's okay. stuff happening there. Um, in Japan, obviously there's, there's a lot of things happening, but I'm not quite sure. Oh, there's one brand. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. He got excited. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. The bag. There's this guy in my team called Floki. Actually, I think he's downstairs right now. Um, he's from Indonesia. He's the walking encyclopedia of knowing everything, no matter what it is. <laughs> so I, you, you just tell him, Floki, I need a jacket in black. It needs to be this, this, and that. I have no yeah. idea where to find it. I need a, and he just be like, he just sends you a Google map. Sends you there. He sends you to a brand you've never been to. <laughs> you just realize this is the brand for your life. So he sent me last week to a store and to a brand where they have to. There's no brand tech even in their trousers. That's funny. But I'm going to find it because I have to chat with him open. This brand, like I don't like their Instagram. It doesn't really reflect what, they, what they're doing. They call it Thea Tora. Thea Tora, like T Tora. That's how you write them. Um, Again, I feel like that the Instagram could be so much more cooler, but it does the job. They have, they, oh, fuck, they just even deleted all of the pictures. That's, I like that. So there's absolutely nothing on the Instagram except for uploads. Um, what is, how do, you, how do you spell it again? It's like T, I'm going to just write it down. As I said, like, like spelling in English, I don't know why. My, uh, my, okay, okay. my, my head doesn't allow it. Um, uh, how would you pronounce that? How would you pronounce it in Japanese? Is it a Japanese brand? It's a Japanese brand, yes. Okay, it looks like tea, like British tea, and then yeah. T-O-R-A, but it's Tea, Tea Tora. Tea Tora, So I went to their store and I was blown away. They're in the game for a longer time now. They have, that's the best brand I saw in recent years. Super good quality. They have like, you know, they have like a trouser. You can buy it mm -hmm. in three or four different fabrics, same cut. They have it structured in, in small, wider, wider. The designs change also a little bit. Every trouser, this is my favorite thing. In the pocket, there's a small pocket with a zipper, you know, like, so you have like high functionality, but they're not overdoing the pocket thing. I hate if people think eight pockets mean functionality. No, it just means <laughs> you're going to look for your fucking keys for 20 <laughs> minutes. That's not utility. So they have like small pockets inside the pockets with zippers. It's the cleanest brand out there right now. And I kind of decided I'm trying every one or two months now to, to add one, one more piece to my, to my wardrobe and then just sell everything else I have. So for mm -hmm. now, I'm totally into this brand. That's my answer. Tia Toy. Wow. I love it. Um, uh, if you go on the website and look for products, it says there are no matching products for any any products. So there's nothing on the website at all. But they do have a website. Weird. I hope they're still alive. But actually, they, they, last week they were. Um, yeah. It says um, open. They're only closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. They have everything. Everything's there. They have 33,000 followers following yeah. no one. They, 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 they're really incredible. Um, wow. Looking, yeah. at, looking at their story right now. They posted some stuff on their story. And their store is incredible. I wasn't allowed to take pictures inside. Um, wow, really? Yeah. That is they, pretty... But, but then again, you know, like their story and so that their stuff, the way they style it, it looks way too peaceful. It looks way too... This dude is about to drink a coffee in Nakameguro, but, they're, yeah. but, they're, but their clothing, if you go inside there, it's actually like a... 
this the, the whole vibe inside the store is more like like I'm gonna produce the techno track of the future or like <laughs> I'm gonna build a 5,000 meter tower like the the, the the brand's DNA I feel like in real life is way stronger than how they do it in social media they usually had a lot of fit pics on their Instagram and huh. I followed them actually already but somehow never really thought about them um, but then I went to the store Floki sent me and I realized this is the shit um, yeah I would love to shoot an editorial for them um I wonder, I think they're very calm. I think if they see Sabukawa, they might be a little bit too confused. But um, yeah. yeah, that's the brand. Just go into the store when you're in Tokyo and you're going to love it. 100%. I, I see that uh, Ryan Forsyth and John Luke also follow yeah. the brand. So that's yeah. how you know it's popping off. Yeah, if, if and, Ryan uh, is on it, you know, like Ryan knows. And Dan. Yeah, uh, and Dan, yeah. So you see, this, see so that's, it's, it's super strong. Yeah. It's a sleeper. It's a sleeper. It's a, it's a definition Somehow. of a sleeper, yeah. Tia Tora yeah. and CCP, that's that's the two brands. Awesome. Actually, I should try to get Tia Tora to Aristotle. Good that you remind me. I'm going to put it on my endless to-do list. All right. The next question is from a happy camper, and they would like to know, this is something I didn't touch on because I saw this question. Favorite or most underrated anime recommendations? Um, favorite or most underrated? Or. Most underrated. Let's um, do both. What's your favorite? If you can name your favorite off the top of your head. Anime, you know, since I moved to Japan, I just started reading manga because I don't have time anymore to watch things. So I have to kind okay. of back, 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 back. Anime. You can say manga. Manga works too. You yeah, can let's do, do manga. Um, I think everything that Gyu Hashida touches, she's the, the woman behind Doro Hedoro. Doro Hedoro is 100% my favorite manga. In I know it's on Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. <laughs> it's 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 super super strong yeah um, i know it's on netflix now i don't know really about the anime but the, the, and she does another manga called die dark so die dark and doro hedoro from kyuha Sheida is is the shit um favorite and underrated at the same time um mm-hmm. yeah go for that and just google sabukaru guide to manga we kind of we post so many mangas and we update we have one guide that gets updated every week. There's maybe 20, 30 mangas in there already. We all kind of have the same style. It's a little bit dark. It's a little bit twisted. It's brutal, sometimes sexy. Um, I think go in there and you're going to find a lot. Yeah. Here we go. Let's see. Monculus. Yeah. Homunculus. Definitely... Yes. Homunculus is, is also like, fuck, I love this manga. Yeah. It's super good. There's Doradoro. I've seen, oh, Berserk. Yeah, Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming. It's back though. Berserk is back. Yeah, the guy, the, his best friend is is continuing. Yeah. yeah. His best yeah he, friend. I, I just read the manga of his best friend Holy Land. Just to, oh, yeah? just just fifty percent of it's all about street fights, and oh. it, it goes really deep into fighting techniques and. Like it's too much for me. It's typical Japanese. They this guy really overdoes it. He kind of explains judo versus muay thai boxing techniques. How you have, how the stance of your leg and stuff. It's 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 a nice story, but it goes too deep into into fighting lore for me. So, but it's it's good. You should read it if you into street fights. I'm looking for Chainsaw Man on this list. Oh, I think it's not on the list yet. Maybe we should do it. It's so obvious, you know. Can we still write about it now that everybody knows it? You know what I mean? That's true. I do see uh, Don the Don, which is written by one of his assistants. Which one? Yeah, Don the Don. Basically, everyone that has... There was like three people, Fujimoto and 
his two assistants, his names escape me. Puchimoto, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, Puchimoto from Chainsaw Man, he did, did a lot of, oh yeah, Fire Punch from fire him punch. as well. Mm-hmm. It's crazy good. It's a little bit, yeah. it's it's very, it's a little bit complicated, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because it gets a little bit, it, it's really meta, you know, like, ah. like this guy, this guy has some, I, I gave it to my friend Agnes Krul and he completely blew his mind and he already is <laughs> such a meta person. Um, yeah. Did you read yeah. any of uh, Fujimoto's one shots in between yeah. Chainsaw Man Part One and Two? The one shots are beautiful um, and very sad so as well. Oh yeah, extremely, extremely sad. But very sad manga read Oyasumi Pumpun. Oh fuck, that's one. That one hits. It's all about depression and growing up yeah. and how life is complicated. I love it. It's just it's just not a nice read in some in some ways because uh-huh. it's too real. Yeah. But uh, you know, if it's if it's written well enough, then it'll make you feel that that's that's gotta yeah. mean something, you know. I had to stop it actually. Like like you follow wow. this guy till he's like fifth. I think till he's I don't know how old he is, and I was just like at one point, oh fuck, this really hits me. Like I I, I I'm gonna stop here and and continue at a certain other point because it could really feel that he really portrays the the craniness of the everyday of 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 growing up. If you have mm-hmm. like a certain different view on life. And not yeah. just be like a gray everyday person. So I was just like, okay, it, it hits us, it hits me too much. Let's stop this here. And you know, the funny thing is the main characters are are, are drawn like little birds, um, which mm. is super weird. You know, like they look super cute. Everybody's a human, but the main characters look like little birds. So if you read it and somebody watches over your shoulder, you'd be like, Oh, look at this guy, he's reading like a little bird manga. But you know, like it's the opposite. It's it's a very dark and sad manga. Yeah. So if you want to read something sad, everyone go all in there. Let's cry together. Let's cry together. Um, let's move on now. Also, let me write an article about Jujutsu Kaisen on yeah. your uh, Oh yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, let me let, let me just get on that. I would I would be I'd be more than willing to because as someone who only reads Shonen Battle uh manga. I mean, Jujutsu Kaisen's the best it's gonna get. I'll say that. I, I love the I love the um, the zero episode. I read it as a manga, you know, like the pre- yeah, yeah, yeah. That was super strong. And then I was a little bit sad when I realized, fuck, that was just a, a one shot story, and now uh-huh. the real story starts because I really liked the 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 start of it. But no, it wasn't Jujutsu. No, it wasn't Jujutsu Kaisen. No, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jujutsu yeah, zero was, with yeah. uh, Yuta, and then it becomes Yuji, yeah, the new yeah, yeah. the main That's character. Cool. But I don't know if you if you caught up or you watched or you read or anything. But Yuta does come back and he has some good moments. So he's, he's there again. No worries. He's not just gone. I have now. a couple of kind of open book mangas. You know, I started them uh-huh. and then I had the same with Berserk. I started it and was like, ah, yeah. that's not my kind of thing. And then oh, I was really? like, oh, wait, I have to give it a try. And then I was like, fuck, that's my favorite manga. Um, yeah. So I have maybe five or six um, um, unfinished mangas in in in, in my phone. On my on my very legal way, how I read them. So of I, course, I to, yes, 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 of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, JJK is still ongoing. It's only 190 chapters now, maybe 91 by the time it's so I have but, a lifetime to to keep up with it. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think the author said they're about halfway done with the story. Anyway, that's just that for you. But anywho, uh, next question is from Chopster QT. Tips on how to stay motivated and achieve your goals. Mm. This is you with a TED talk. Let's come on. You start your PowerPoint. What do you say to the I people? Just, I just maybe just say one thing. I'm not, take me as an example. I'm not the most talented person. I don't really think I have any <laughs> skills at all. I'm very 
medical, but I just work a lot and I believe in what I want to do. And I realized, I realized if you want to do something, just tell everyone you're going to do it, believe in you're going to do it, work hard on it. And it works out. It hurts maybe along the way, but you're going to make it happen. If I can do mm. it, literally everybody can do it. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Just keep working. Just keep good. grinding. Yeah. I mean, that's the best, that's the best advice you can give anyone is find something yeah. you're passionate about. Just work. Yeah. Hi. There's no shortcut. Uh, Jossie, my boy, Jossie would like to know any jobs going, do you have any jobs? Um, right now we completely full, like we accepted interns right now, now, um, um, but like it's unpaid interns. I'm sorry. Like we have, we like our team is like 13, 14 people at the moment. And, um, one part is my agency. The other part is the magazine. One makes money. The other one eats money. So right now we completely, we completely full. Um, there might be some openings sooner or later, but right now we're really just looking for interns. If somebody listens to this, I need a graphic intern and a video intern. Um, based in Japan in best case or actually yeah that's it <laughs> based in Japan okay well there you go all my Japan listeners of which I think I have none uh, <laughs> um, Oi Luki would like to know what was the biggest challenge you faced immigrating to Japan besides the paperwork I think it was just the paperwork I mean <laughs> honestly, obviously everything was very complicated. I mean, I, I had a team of 12 people back then in Berlin and, um, and then I was a, had a really good job and some kind of good money. And then I started with 3.4 square meters, me alone in this office, grinding wow. honestly 12 hours a night wow. to kind of make it happen. And, you know, like then we had another office. Now we have 80 square meters. So I really grinded like a motherfucker. Oh, I don't know if I can say, it. oh, it's a podcast. I can say that. Yeah, you can um, say whatever you want. Um, but well, I wouldn't call, but it was just like I wouldn't even call this as a a challenge. It was just an, it was just the thing I accepted. Um so I think the only the hard thing was just to to make it and obviously like my everyday the hardest challenge is you know, I have a team of people, I have to pay people every fucking month, I have to pay rent every month. I sometimes mm-hmm. ask myself why I just keep the nine to five, got nice payment and that's it. But the life I choose now is a fucking challenge i i have to really make money a lot every month just to feed everyone around me and um mm. i earn way less than i ever le- earned before when i was hired by people um mm. but i'm happy so what's the hardest challenge life is the hardest challenge yeah and yeah. bills that's finding it that, finding that balance between yeah. being happy and being able to afford to live exactly in a society understood understood um oh this is good this is actually a very good question. Shout out to amb.agd. They ask, which culture takes more inspiration in clothing from who? North America or Asia? Um, so first of all, that's a mistake. East, also brands. East, do, East Asia. I think it's a mistake. Many brands do as well that they say that, you know, like Asia is like almost saying like Africa, you know, like they, ha- they have a lot of countries. Oh, yeah? So let's just say he asked North America Japan. versus Japan. Yeah. Um, I definitely say Japan. Japan is like, is so good as, at assimilating um, and taking different cultures and kind of either pulling it down 100% like the cultures they kind of inspired by or sometimes adding their own twist. Like just a few examples. Ramen comes from China actually, took us over and Japan took it. There's a couple of places that give you 100% perfect 
Chinese style noodles, but then the Japanese people completely overdid it and created this crazy dish that is ruling the world. Or look at um, Americana, you know, like Americana style clothing. Yeah. Um, um, Japan kind of took it in, either like reference it perfectly or again, put in their own twist, capital, neighborhood. I don't know, like Japan is literally the best at this. Um, um, I feel like they even can do it. I'm, I'm, I mean, political correctness and all this woke culture is a difficult topic. I feel like still that Japan is kind of kind of dodging the, the the cultural appropriation bullet quite well. Um, mm -hmm. There might be some brands that I don't think other countries could do it so easily. You know, like if you look at, I know, like look at Visfilm or look at Capital, you know, like the, the cultures yeah. of referencing. I feel like in other countries, some people would say, wait a second, isn't this, this and that? But I think Japan, because they referenced it so perfectly and pay respect to the to the origins. Yeah. Good. I think so, it's the respect. I think it's the respect, respect is why they dodge the bullet, you know? Yeah, or to take pizza. Look, Japan is Tokyo is <laughs> one of the most like maybe the places after Italy to eat Napoli style pizza. Because really? there's a yeah, yeah, there's like it's crazy. We're gonna publish an article about it soon. It's insane. And people have like there's this there's this stamp you get if you do it only the Napoli way, like you have to pay respect to all the ingredients, blah, 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 blah. It's a very rare sighting around the world to see this stamp. In Japan, you see it in so many places. You go to a random small town, they have this Napoli style of improvement, which you just don't, you cannot <laughs> buy this one. You really yeah. need to get this. And in Tokyo, maybe there's maybe 30 pizzerias who have that kind of stamp. So Japan is the, I don't know if you know Star Trek and the Borg, but mm -hmm. um they assimilate things, you know, and make it like Japan is the, is the, is the, aesthetic version of the Borg. They, they assimilate <laughs> version of the Borg. Execute, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope. Yeah, I think that was a good answer and a good question. No, that was good. Yeah. Uh, I remember one of the people, uh, one of the people that we were staying with, uh, when my, me and my mom went to Japan. Um, he had just gotten back from a three month uh, cooking and baking class in France, this Japanese man. And so he was, he, uh, most of the nights we were there, he would cook for us. He would like make pastries or he was making all these French dishes. My mom was telling me that they like in Japan, they love French pastries and they, you know, they put a little Japanese flair on it, but they love, uh, those kind of like light, like crispy flaky French pastries. And then lo and behold, I come back to America and the Japanese bakery near us is called Paris baguette. And it's all like Japanese and Korean um, crazy. pastries yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like the bakery levels, the bakeries are also insane. They're just, there's just one thing they cannot do is bread. Wow. Like I still can't figure it out. Is it the water or I don't know? Like everything is super squishy. And oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's all like very squishy. Yeah. But, um, you, you know, like that? Yeah. I'm from Germany, we have this super nice conservative oh. bread. That yeah. is like the, the person who opens a German bakery, um, a Hofisterei, in um uh, in 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 Tokyo gonna be a millionaire um it's one of the many ideas I have that uh -huh. I still don't want to do but um uh, you could get literally rich by bringing conservative good non squeezy bread to Japan people would go yeah. crazy just like an actual Paris baguette in Japan yeah, yeah. Would go even crazy. That, like there's maybe one or two places that kind of recreates the baguette quite well but they're mm. rather good at the sweet stuff like the the, the patisserie i cannot pronounce it as well as uh -huh. you said that kind of bangs here slaps here but a, a good bread is insanely hard to find here hmm. interesting i guess i didn't eat a lot of bread the only bread i had was on those little uh 7-eleven 
the sandals. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah they like to, they like Italian tramezzinis, like toast without the without the the rinde. I don't know how you call that. Oh, the rind. Crust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the crust. Yeah, the crust that's really good. That's they're yeah. good. They're good. Yeah, they're very good. Sure. I remember. Um, on one of the Patreon episodes I did with Jameis of Greater Goods, we looked through the 7-Eleven Instagram. Have you seen it? No. It is. I think it's the 7-Eleven Japan Instagram specifically. Go look at that. They go ham. They give it 200% on that. I'm excited. It could be another, it could be another Sabukaru post. It could be. Seven, if you haven't done one on like... 7-Eleven culture in Japan. That's oh, wow, a missed yeah, wow, opportunity. Wow. That's a colorful one. Yeah. I'm getting blind looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very Japanese. Yeah, I just been to 7-Eleven. I bought some kimchi, a banana, and some and some soda water. Like a very Beautiful. boring <laughs> We don't expect the people go there to buy stuff like that, but the kimchi is, is nice. Yeah? Yeah. I just remember buying those sandwiches and then Pokari Sweat. Yeah, that's a classic. Just a classic. So good. That's happy. You can buy it here in the States now. You can buy it in the States. Uh, they sell it at Walmart. I don't know if you can get it in the Walmart store, but you can get it shipped from Walmart now. So now my Japanese grocery store has to stop charging <laughs> $7 for a bottle. No. Yeah. They just <laughs> lost Walmart. the bag. Yeah. They just, well, they're, they're making the bag on all the like, Potato chips and stuff, there and Kit Kats they're selling for crazy markups. But yeah, you should contact me. I can, I can, I can be their proxy. No, I don't. Oh, yeah, have I think it would cost more to ship <laughs> to me than it would to. Uh... True, but I have a good, yeah. I have a good DJL deal actually. But everybody really? hears that I'm not proxying shit. I'm not proxying shit. But no, if you want to have something, let me know. <laughs> I can help. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That's, a, nice that's to... a common DM. Yo, can you go to town and get me this and that? I also could pay you like. A proxy fee but people don't realize if i go to town and proxy some st- shit i'm half day away from the office um mm-hmm. pay me my day rate that the brand pays me and i'm gonna proxy your shit but that's that's um that's that's a lot of money yeah so yeah. everybody who asked me for a proxy and i said no it's not i'm, I'm not a bad person i just don't have <laughs> the money to do that but i still love you yeah beautiful there you go um no one asked him to proxy anything unless yeah. you're me yeah. <laughs> and then I, I'll do it. Friends and family get a proxy now and then, yes, for sure. <laughs> now and then, don't worry. I, w- I won't abuse it. Um, <laughs> well, what else we have? That's all the questions I had from viewers. I have one more question for you from you. Whoa, from myself to you before Hi. we cap things off here. So, the last thing I want to say is we're already talking about 7 Eleven, we're talking about foods. What is your favorite Japanese cuisine? And what's your favorite German cuisine, too? Like um, if, you were, if you were to give German, me like, you know, I'm from like a meal. Give me like I'm a from meal. And I kind of feel like, sorry for all the Germans. I don't feel like that besides Bavaria, there's that much good food outside in Japan. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm missing Bavarian food, like, like yeah. half grilled duck, white sausages, Spanferkel, that's young pork. Um, or well, I don't even know how you translate that. We shouldn't pronounce it word by word because it's meatloaf. I think it's meatloaf. Um, huh? So, I'm missing the OG Bavarian stuff, even though um, mm-hmm. you can just eat it once a week because it really knocks you down. Um, <laughs> in Japan, it's easy right now. I'm all in for yakitori. You know the the the, the chicken skewers. Yeah. Um, 
because it's just crazy the many cuts you can get out of a chicken and like the quality and the finesse and i i kind of like the all the kinds of spots are like the people like some people come here they big food lovers and they just go to all of these expensive once the Michelin yeah. restaurants you know I'm not that person you know like I don't like the service there I'm not a prince um <laughs> I don't like the atmosphere um I kind of obviously I like Michelin food it can be nice but it needs to be still like uh, I like these original places where mm. you see like where you have like a little bit more laid down mood so the yakitori I really like to go to the cheap and also the expensive ones because they all have their charm as long as they do good food and there's so many out of them and I maybe ate at 30 places yet and I still feel like I don't know anything about this dish which is <laughs> amazing um, but I enjoy it obviously so yeah yakitori is, is the thing right now I'm trying one or two new yakitori spots every week wow and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. wow um, on that point of not having to try the really expensive foods all the time. The two experiences I tell everyone about when they ask like how food was in Japan, I guess three experiences. I talk about, uh, I went to Gyukatsu with my friend. Oh, he took wow, me nice. to yeah. Ichinisan in uh, whatever, wherever that is. <laughs> I can't remember exactly. Akihabara, that's where it is. Um, very nice Gyukatsu place very interesting experience because I never had anything like that before. So it was just a cool experience. I tell them that I tell them about a festival that we just stumbled upon and I got Okonomiyaki at a nice. festival and just like it's piping hot, sitting in the sun, eating this just extremely hot dish, um, just sweating and just like my, my whole inside and outside of my body were just burning. Um, but it's really, really good and very, very fun. And then also the same deal happened. I had uh, takoyaki from a little stand and uh, so like molten lava in your mouth. It's fresh off the fryer. So hot. I like the little, the little ball machine. Yeah, they cook it in. Balls, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just so hot. And I didn't have water and I was just, I'm, I'm going to die here on the side of the road, but I have to be, I have to be, um strong it's about so it nice. like i think there's another advice i would like to give everyone i say it all the time if you come to tokyo don't google for the best restaurants don't mm -hmm. read my guides um eat the shitty cheap ones first because they're already 10 times better than everything you eat ate outside of japan <laughs> but when i came to to to, to tokyo i still would go, go to um you know, sushi samai which is like the mcdonald's of sushi and uh -huh. it's It's kind of cheap, affordable sushi, and it kills every sushi restaurant that you've ever been to outside of Japan. So huh. don't make the mistake to go to the expensive one because enjoy the cheap ride because it's already serving you so well. Yeah, um, it's already going to be better. And, and, you know, like, also don't talk to, to food snobs. You know, I hate when people, like, you know, there's an Ichiran ramen chain. Obviously, I ate it 10 times better ramen places now, but I hate when people be like, oh, my God, you go to Japan and just went to Ichiran? What kind of fool you are? <laughs> Just go to uh -huh. Ichiran if it makes you happy. It's still better than anything outside. So yeah. just go to the accessible spots first, at least at the start, if you have time, obviously, and then dig deeper. But everything, as I said already, if you go to Tokyo and just do Supreme Neighborhood, um, Ichiran, and what do I know, this easy stuff, that's nice. Enjoy it. It's cool. Don't get twisted in making the going to the, the, the legendary spots. There's no pressure in doing Japan. Just enjoy already level one. And then you yeah. can like there's 500 other levels down there, so don't don't like I, I kind of like I kind of like that everyone just be aware that you can make mistakes, you can mm -hmm. do the easy shit and you're gonna love it. And then afterwards, there's enough time for all the other stuff. And you because the, the the hunt is endless. You cannot complete Tokyo at all 
there's always something better. There's always something rarer, <laughs> more rare. Yeah. There's like, it's, it's, I, I accepted defeat and it's a nice defeat, you know, like I cannot compete against the lists I have in my notes and that's okay. I like that advice too. Just do the, do the touristy stuff, but enjoy yeah. it. Like yeah. don't go into it saying like, ah, I have to go see like Tokyo tower and all that. It's like, it's fun. It's fun it's to just fun. be a tourist and go see it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy it. Yeah. 100%. Like there's too much pressure on people to do the right <laughs> thing. Even the shit things in Tokyo are very yeah. amazing. And um, if they're in front of you and easy to access, go for it. No issue with that. Nice stuff, my man. Well, um, do you have any questions for me before we end off? Mm, I like that last question actually, because I do market research and that's my last question also all the time. Like, or like even in our interviews, we always be like, Hey, you have any question for me? And sometimes uh -huh. you hit somebody cold, you know, be like, yeah. fuck. Like, yeah. No, most interested. of the time people don't have a question you know, some for people me. Like, what? I'm not interested in you. Like <laughs> they don't say that, you know, but they'd be like, yeah. I thought we so I like that last question. Um, a last question for you. Um, how would you, lay down the future of like the, the, the fashion real me in right now like do you do you ah. think this gonna be like a, a a thing that lasts or do you feel like um like oh you need to take on it like would just love to know your your view on functional fashion is it something yeah. that you would love to stay niche that you would like to see big or like what's your what's your general feelings right now if you feel about the fashion that you like mm -hmm. That's I would a very say, odd question. But no, no. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. I can answer. I think I would say, so functional fashion has existed for a long time. Even if you look at like, like skater style, um, even if you want to, eh, maybe not that, but like, I think skater style is one of the biggest ones. Um, that's just like completely functional. You know, you wear it because you go and you go skating. That still exists to this day. It's got its own little niche its own little part of the market that it resides in and it like you know gets tapped into by streetwear and by companies all the time that kind of like steal the flow a little bit you know or try to like, kind of like ride the wave and i feel like this scene has gotten big enough that that might start happening to it i don't think that like skaters like because like skaters started like everything basically when you look at streetwear you know to an extent it was started by some skating trend um, I don't think, I don't think Gorpcore is that big. I don't think it will ever be that big. And I think the main thing is that it's really expensive clothing for the most part. It's a little too out of the price range for most people to kind of look at and say like, okay, like I want, I need a Carhartt pocket tee and a pair of Dickies and Vans and I I can look cool, you know, but th then it's like, okay, I need a $600 Tarek jacket and I need $200 Cloud and pants and I need $220 Solomons. Like it's a little bit out of the, it's out of the budget, you know? Yeah, it's that smart. Yeah, the entry level is 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 it takes some time. It's yeah. much higher, you know. Um, but just just to backtrack this, just just type in the the hashtag techwear into Instagram. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the, the most cringy thing that could ever happen to techwear, and you see a lot of fast fashion brands um, stole the techwear look and made uh -huh. it like easy accessible. Oh, oh my! It's gosh. it's the worst hashtag in the planet. You know, like this. Oh is, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, but it is a joy ride as well. Like, I hate to, I don't want to call names, but just look at this. It's insane. Are you afraid that this could happen to to your beloved um, um, um Gorbcore? You know oh, that. Oh no! I physically, no one saw but you. I physically cringed when I like I yeah, had to take a step back from the it's mic. It's insane. 
It's really it's bad. Insane. It's so far away from what it stood for um, and what it actually uh-huh. the meaning of it. It's not technical. It's so. I do you think this could happen to 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 to, to Gopcore? I could see it happening. Yeah, I think like when the whole like you know Arc Twizzing the shower meme was really big. Oh um, yeah. I think like Zara or H&M probably tried to make a bunch of um, like nylon pants or something like that. And I think ever since Travis Scott got really big, I think that the like cargo pant has been big um, in like the hype beast, like streetwear kind of scene, you know, like cargo pant dunks and a graphic tee. So it's, that's kind of in the same vein, but not exactly. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Kind of like what I said earlier, where, it exists to serve a niche and I don't know if the niche is big enough to have like these fast fashion brands copy it that much unless it blows up again or unless like, like the Jacques Mousse Nike stuff that looks really Gorp Corey or like the North face Gucci stuff like really takes off and like everyone wants it. And it's like the hottest thing, which it isn't right now. Like if that happens, then I think, um, yeah, maybe they'll copy it, but I don't. I don't actually see it getting copied anytime soon. I mean, the one thing is, if it gets bigger, it could. I don't know what is your future plans, but that means people like you are gonna be needed by brands. You know, like consultancy. I mean, hey. What do I know? You know, like your knowledge becomes yeah. becomes um, becomes like a value. You can put number <laughs> behind knowledge. You know, so yeah, it could be a good thing. Like I'm always like um, I'm a fan of growth. Um, because it opens doors. So let's see. I mean, that's, but I actually want to say something nice, way more smart at the end. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Was, go ahead. Go ahead. It was very nice talking to you. Um, um, where are you located? I'm in Georgia, in Atlanta, Georgia. How's the nature around you? It's nice. I live like two hours away from the start of the Appalachian Trail, if you're familiar with that. Um, no, it's it's a hiking trail it's a it's a chain of mountains that goes basically all along the east coast of the united states all the way from georgia which is the not the most there's only florida below us on the east and that's it so we're the second south most southeastern like coastal state and then all the way up to maine which is the top of the united states so it's a mountain range that goes all the way across so like i'm probably 40 50 minutes away from some really nice mountains if you look up the smoky mountains like look up Smoky Mountain National Smoky Park. Mountain. And yeah. do you do you bring your dog to the mountains with you? I do, yeah. And it's it's very different mountains than uh probably you are used to, or that um I mean it's it's very different than the UK. I know that for sure. It's uh covered in forests. Um yeah, like the American kind of yeah, I get it. Yeah. Well, there's two types because there's the eastern coast of the United States, which is like covered in trees. And that's that whole Appalachian Trail. And then on the other side is like Yosemite, Glacier, Yellowstone, oh, nice. like all the Rocky Mountain area. The beautiful um, uh, um, country of the Native Americans before the white yeah. man, well, I mean, the white man completely, completely made it. America. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. But that is, that's, that's like what it was before capitalism. It's crazy, yeah. <laughs> it looks beautiful. Um, yeah. It's one of these... These spots, you know, like for me as a middle, middle European that I just know out of movies, you know, um, and yeah. they seem to really exist. I think mm-hmm. the same, by the way, about Miami and Las Vegas. Do they really, <laughs> does yeah. this really exist? But it seems to be. Uh-huh. Um, 
But I'm in one of these places well, does Japan really exist? Yes, it does. And it's actually as beautiful as you think uh -huh. it is, which is very weird, but it really is. So yes, and what's, what, what's the name of your dog? Her name's Mimi. And she's Mimi. been, hopefully you haven't, and it won't, won't pick up on the mic, but she's been whining a lot. Oh, starting yeah. like, you didn't hear her? But, but I, love, I, love, I love dogs. I really want to have her. Let me show you. Let me show you. Yeah, please. Sweetie, come here. She, she thinks she's in trouble, so I'm going to have to grab Mimi. her. Give me a sec. Yo, Mimi, it's very nice to meet you. That's a cute dog. I'm going I'm, you're gonna, to you're gonna get your, your boy back in a sec. I'm <laughs> sorry for taking so long with him. Um, you have a nice, you have a nice dad or brother or however you see it. Um, I'm her dad. I'm definitely yeah, her dad. I have a nice dad. Um, I enjoyed <laughs> the talk a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe for the last things, Natsuki, yeah. Floki, yeah, yeah. come up. <laughs> let's say I want to introduce you to a new friend and then we're going to say goodbye. I'm, I'm on the podcast right now. You know, like I want to show him some real smart people before he just has to keep up with, with, with stupid Bianca all the time. <laughs> So Floki's coming. He's the guy who introduced me to this this brand. There yeah. he is, the smartest guy of Tokyo, the best stylist. Lately, he's also a DJ. Um, he knows oh. everything. Hey, what's going That's on, man? How you doing? That's <laughs> Floki. You want to say something smart? Something smart? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Stay healthy. Stay healthy. I like that. There comes Natsuki. He he works with me in some current Bianca work. He's 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 another very smart guy. Hello, hey, nice to meet you. Yes, nice to meet you too. So that's that's part of my small team of very smart people that surround me, very stupid Bianco, and that helped <laughs> me to create the cool shit we're doing. Um, yeah, so if you ever come to Tokyo, um, these mm -hmm. are the people you're gonna have a beer with or go hiking. One of those things. Maybe um, both. Maybe both. Is there anything? Any last question you have, or, or you want the last word? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess just thank you for uh, for being so welcoming for showing me part of your team. Yes, you can. Um, now you're part of the friends and family cycle already. So um, it's you. a start. Um, thank you so much for, for this time. I hope it wasn't too long. Um, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Cool. I got um, um, other than that, everybody who listens to this, thanks for being part of Sabukaru. <laughs> um, keep on liking and sharing our posts. Instagram is a bitch, especially the algorithm. So support the good guys. Um, and um, yes, have a very lovely day. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Matane. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I need a piece of this about this one.